Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Steve Jones Show. First one for the month of May on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sean Carey with you and Steve on his way into the Sunbury Motors studio as we speak. Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And of course, Sunbury Motors Kia, not too far away. From the Susquehanna Valley Country Club, and at this very moment, 48 hours from now, we will be doing our show from the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. Of course, that is the site of the annual Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. Speaking of Purdy, our Monday edition of the Steve Jones Show, always brought to you by Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. This is the time of year where you do spring cleaning. Well, maybe you need to do some spring cleaning when it comes to your insurance policy. When something happens, you want to make sure you're covered, you're prepared uh, to make sure you get the right coverage at the right price. Call the Purdy family. They will go to bat for you. And of course, if something, you know, heaven forbid happens, but hey, life happens, they will uh, make sure they've got your back. You know, they, they treat your incidents and accidents like it happened to themselves. Purdy Insurance in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. All right, we are in the swing of things with the playoffs, that's for sure, especially for uh, hockey. The Pittsburgh Penguins with a very convincing 6-2 win over the Washington Capitals uh, down in D.C. on Saturday night. It was kind of a rough first period for the Pens, but uh, then some uh, kind of sketchy goal uh, goalie uh, goalie play by uh, uh, Brandon Holtby uh, by Washington. Actually, he was pulled from that game, had to go to the backup, but that didn't do much good for the Caps as uh, the Pens take a 6-2 win Saturday night. And tonight will be Game 3 in Pittsburgh, so the Pens will look to go out to a commanding 3-0 uh, to nothing lead. And that's uh, the only one on the hockey schedule for tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, other matchups are back underway, including Ottawa and the New York Rangers. A very rough double overtime loss uh, by the Rangers on the road uh, on Saturday. The uh, uh, Ottawa Senators, the Sens are up 2-0 to zero as that series switches to Madison Square Garden tomorrow night. And then the uh, nightcap tomorrow night in the National Hockey League will be St. Louis and Nashville. Nashville Predator, uh, the Predators uh, lead that series by two games to one. But flipping back to tonight, there is some uh, NBA action. Uh, a couple of series will get underway later on tonight. Uh, you got a doubleheader on TNT, Toronto and Cleveland. Uh, that's the 7 p.m. game. And then the late night game tonight will be the Battle of Texas, Houston and San Antonio. Yesterday, uh, the Boston Celtics taking the first game in their series against the Washington Wizards. 
NFL draft that took place over the weekend. We'll get into some draft conversations. Steelers fans are kind of scratching their heads. Uh, took a long snapper in the sixth round. Uh, I'll be honest, when I was watching the back end of the draft on Saturday afternoon on NFL Network, I was like, they, they took a, I thought it was a typo. I saw LS on the screen, a long safety? No, long snapper. <laughs> so we'll break down the NFL draft, get into some football conversation, and uh, you can let us know how your favorite pro football team did uh, with their draft. Uh, I'll be honest, with being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, uh, now you got to kind of watch your back a little bit, see how the Cleveland Browns will do. Of course, uh, really the the real way to judge uh, the draft is uh, two, three years down the road to see how those players pan out. But uh, uh, especially with the Cleveland Browns, uh, you go back to last Thursday night with the uh, trade with Houston so the uh, Texans and Bill O'Brien can finally get their quarterback and uh, national championship uh, college quarterback from Clemson, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, is now a uh, Houston Texans. So uh, in return, the Browns were able to get the first and second round picks from the Texans for next year. So they've been uh, they didn't uh, brown it up. <laughs> that was the uh, quote of the week last week from Jordan Rodriguez. Will the Browns brown it up in the draft? No, some say they were the best uh, out of all 32 teams. Uh, the way they drafted. So we'll get some uh, post reaction NFL draft. And of course, we'll focus in on some basketball and hockey as well. Though the Phillies, uh, they will be starting a series tonight in Chicago. You've got uh, the next four games will be in Chicago at Wrigley Field. Next three night games, and then Thursday will be the uh, day game, getaway game at Wrigley Field. Coverage will start the next three nights at 7.30 and first pitch 8.05 here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, your home for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Cubs only two over 500 at this point at 13 and 11, and the Phillies at 11 and 12. So again, that's 8.05 tonight here on WKOK, your home for Phillies baseball. Once again, we're gearing up for what's going to be a really terrific day on Wednesday, the Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. So whether you are a golfer or not, we encourage you to join us. So if you're at or near the uh, Country Club on Wednesday, say hello. As I mentioned, too, if you're not really a golfer, but if you want to support the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA, you're more than welcome to stop welcome by, to stop to by and see us and uh, make your donation uh, to the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. Of course, this is a, an event that we have been involved with since day one, and uh, I think we got our foursome lined up for Saturday, for uh, Wednesday morning. Oh, do we, and, do uh, we get a fourth? I'm hoping we did. I'm hoping. What do you mean you're hoping we did? I, as far as I know, the suit was... Uh, Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the tween. I, I know the suit. Uh, I, I can't even tell you the number of times he, he claimed he texted you over the weekend regarding NFL draft stuff. Um, you know, this is the guy who said, oh, Steelers got to take a quarterback, got to take a quarterback. Well, I texted him on Saturday afternoon. Hey, they heard you. We got our quarterback. And he goes, wrong which, one. Which quarterback did I say I thought they would take? Remember on Thursday? Which quarterback did I say I thought they were going to take? Josh Dobbs. Yeah. He wanted, uh, the suit wanted Nate Peterman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you serious? Oh, I'm sorry. You're you're serious. He did. Uh, He did. uh, Why? I don't don't get this. I don't see that either. I mean, I watched the guy on tape, and I watched him in person. I don't see it. He doesn't... He he keeps... I'll tell you what his biggest plus is. 
is I think he keeps mistakes down to a minimum. He doesn't lose you a lot of games, but he doesn't win you any games. In other words, he's not the reason you lose, but he's also not the reason you win. How about that? Gotcha. All right? Mm -hmm. You don't walk out of there going, oh, man, I'll tell you. Peterman carried us today. <laughs> no, <laughs> that doesn't happen. That headline's never been written. Oh, Josh Dobbs. I mean, he was. I mean, the, his team was off to a fast start last year. Five and zero had that big win with with uh, Virginia Tech uh, when they had that game at, yeah. the, at the racetrack. Yeah, uh, down Bristol. So, but Dobbs is. Um, Oh, by, the, oh, by the way, over the past hour, the Steelers, by the way, cut Zach Mettenberger. That was to be expected. Yeah. Dobbs is a case. First of all, he's intellectually brilliant. I mean, let's go, let's start with that. I guess he was dealing with aeronautical engineering or something like that. I mean, this is a guy that I'm not so sure the other people in the quarterback room can actually converse with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We may have a slight like a slight socialization problem here. Uh, and so his ability to learn the offense is no big deal. He'll be able to pick that up. He's just really a smart, smart guy. But it, as a college player, he would fall into the category of unfulfilled expectations. How about that? Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the best way I can put it. I mean, he had certain games like that last-second touchdown pass that he threw early in the season to win it. So he's, he has the ability to make big plays. He plays hard. I mean, you watch him run. I mean, you know, you get him five yards from the end zone, he'll fight his guts out to get to the end zone. Uh, he has accuracy issues, which leads to uh, which leads to footwork issues and so forth. Uh, Dobbs is the opposite of Peterman. Dobbs does have the ability to lose a game for you because he'll make a mistake, but he also is a major reason why you win. Peterman's neither. He's not a big reason why you win. He's usually not a big reason why you lose. The game manager. Nothing wrong with game managers, but that's what he is. So simple as that. I mean, he doesn't lose games for you, but he doesn't win games for you either. You don't sit there and go, oh, ball's on the 20. Minute to go, one timeout. Nate's going to get it done. No, Nate's not going to get it done. No. Okay? You know, Nate gets it done in the first 58 minutes where he doesn't make the big mistake. You know, the key, the key to beating Pitt as I mentioned before the pit game, make Peterman win the game. Penn State never made Peterman win the game. Never. You notice when Penn State was coming back and Pitt needed to make a couple plays, he didn't make a couple plays? Because he can't. This is not his deal. He didn't do that. So he's now he's Buffalo's problem. Suit wanted Peterman? Yeah. 
I mean, they, they got Connor, which was a great pick. I thought that was an awesome pick, and he was actually at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Erie with his friends late Friday night when Arthur, when, uh, Arthur Motes uh, made the official uh, announcement from Philadelphia. Some were thinking, well, maybe they should have took a tight end or someone no. else in the third round, and, and no. maybe Connor would still be there in the fourth. Okay. First of all, in terms of the sentimental part, oh, you know, I mean, you couldn't ask for better publicity than it's the sentimentality of it. But now let's get to the football part of it. When's the last time Le'Veon Bell played a full season? Let's see. That's an easy one. Three, three years ago. I was, <laughs> I was going to say never. It feels like never. All right. I mean, last you know, this past season was the first time he ever played a playoff game. Ever. His career. That game at Kansas City was his first ever playoff game. You realize that? Mm-hmm. Right? So you're telling me that Fitz Toussaint was your long-term answer behind D'Angelo Williams. What? I mean, really? No. Now, this kid is D'Angelo Williams a little getting older. Uh, has been marvelously effective when he's been in there. But at the same time, every running back, every position, but a running back has a shelf life. And you've got to wonder at some point, what does Father Time say about D'Angelo Williams? That That's really important, especially on a team who's running back either gets suspended or suddenly looks around and says those dreaded words, wow, I feel a twinge. That's your guy, who, by the way, to me is the best all-around running back in the league. But one of the you know what you want know one of the, the the keys to being one of the best running backs in the league happens to be. I mean Sean so I mean really what is the key to being the best all-around running back in the league? Oh offensive line play for sure. No, actually playing. Uh, so I mean, that's <laughs> well. Okay. I got well when you when you said that. The first I'm thing saying, I though, thought of was okay. the you know, the Cowboys' offensive line last year was strong, uh, which led act, to Zeke Elliott act, playing well. But actually playing, you can't be the best all around running back in the league if you're not playing. The best all around running back in the league. How good was he against New England? He wasn't. He didn't play. Well, he played the first, what, two series and was gone? So they picked James Conner. Great move. Uh, getting Scott Orndorff as a free agent tight end, I thought was a good move. Orndorff will make the team. But you have to play. Again, this goes back to the story I told last week about George Lapidus. Remember that story? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. What did Rhett Smith tell him one of the keys to the, to the job of covering events is? Two words. Be there. Okay. Martavis Bryant last year was not there. The first three games of the season, Le'Veon Bell wasn't there. Playoff game with New England, Le'Veon Bell wasn't there. So they draft Juju Smith-Schuster, and they draft James Conner. Because guess what? Two key guys 
have not shown up to work a few times in the last couple of years. And you could easily say, too, well, maybe the Steelers should have addressed tight end just because of the fact of Ladarius Green. But they signed Scott Orndorff, and I think Orndorff was a really good free agent signing for them. Give me a choice between James Conner and getting another tight end. The heck with it. So... Yeah, they did that. I thought the Eagles did well. I'll tell you, let me give you a pick the Eagles made that I thought was great on the final day. Fifth round, Danell Pumphrey, San Diego State. Not a good pick. I thought that was a great pick in the fifth round. This is going to be Darren Sproles. For a while, good play, good player, really good player. And we've reached out also to uh, former Bucknell offensive lineman Julian Davenport. Congratulations to Julian being a fourth round pick going to Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. And uh, we do hear that, uh, uh, according to head coach Joe Susan, he will be back in Lewisburg to graduate with his classmates on May twenty first. Great. Well, if he wants any advice on Bill, I can give it to him. <laughs> I was thinking that too. It's ah, it's just we got to get him back on the show. Get yeah. get some cliff notes right out of the shoot. Uh, he'll love playing for Bill O'Brien. In fact, they picked him in the fourth round. That puts him in a great, great spot. Not a good spot. Puts him in a great spot. So, all right, uh, we're gonna have Jordan Rodriguez. We're gonna have Matt Leon. Uh, we're going to, uh, don't forget the after show complete Steeler draft analysis by the suit. He's not going to talk to me about this the entire round, is he? On Wednesday, I'm the one that had to break the news to him that the Steelers draft the picked a long snapper in the sixth round. He didn't even know about that. He's ranting and raving about you know, taking a wide receiver in the second round and a running back in the third round. I said to him, uh, did you "Hear what happened in the sixth round?" He's like, "No." <laughs> and then the wheels just fell off his cart at that point. He just immediately went back into his office and locked the door. I said, great, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> that means he left this end of the building. He goes, you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> Maybe we should make up a bunch of stuff. And like, <laughs> He thought I was making that up, too. He goes, they took who in the sixth round? <laughs> God. I mean, I have to admit... This has got to be the greatest long snapper in the history of man because... <laughs> he's not just a long snapper. Kevin Colbert says he's a big long snapper. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There are a couple of positions you do not take in the draft. One of them is long snapper. You don't take a long snapper. I saw that and I thought, this must be the greatest long snapper in the history of man. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch of those guys out there. Wow. All right. Can we talk about card assignments for Wednesday? I'm in. Who's our, who's our fourth? Do we know where our fourth is? I'm going to get to the bottom of this now and see what the deal is. I hate to do that to you because that means you have to converse with them. 
I'll take one for the team. I've done that before. Could be, you could, and be, I need, could be worse. You and I need more bonding time. You and I should be in the same cart. There you go. You just tell me where to drive it. He said, stop here. Since you've been on the course and I have not. <laughs> Excuse me. Beverage area. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. Hi, this is Season Purdy. For over 85 years, the Purdy Insurance Agency has been protecting families and businesses of the greater Susquehanna Valley and beyond. Our trained and knowledgeable staff has centuries of experience, so rest assured your needs will be evaluated and met by some of the industry's best representatives. No matter what your insurance needs are, call Purdy Insurance today at 286-5855, check us out online at purdyinsurance.com, or visit us on Facebook to see what we can do for you. Imagine getting behind the wheel and looking forward to your journey ahead. If when you turned your car on, it did the same for you. Sunbury Motors Lincoln in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury has the full 2017 Lincoln lineup ready to invigorate your driving experience with affordable American luxury. Well-qualified buyers can take advantage of $4,000 cash back and 0% for 72 months on the luxurious 2017 Lincoln Navigator or lease a new 2017 Lincoln MKX all-wheel drive for $363 per month for 36 months. Sunbury Motors Lincoln is your destination for affordable American luxury. Located in Sunbury in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza and online at sunburylincoln.com. Financing with Lincoln AFS with approved credit. Lease based on stock number LB738, 10,000 miles per year and $3,900 total due at signing. Zero security deposit, tax and fees extra. Offer ends 53 2017. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. During the uh, break, the suit entered the studio. Mm-hmm. I left about 15 seconds in. How how much did I miss? <laughs> A couple minutes. <laughs> You'd be amazed at the incredible, the old saying, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I feel pretty good. This situation, it's 24 karat gold. Although we did get the news we were looking for from the suit. We do have a fourth member of our... Of our golf team for Wednesday morning, a good longtime friend of the Chiefs, uh, one of his coaching buddies, will be joining you in the suit. Yes. You'll be there as well. I will be there. Driving the beverage cart. Well done on that. Great move by you. Mm-hmm. Thanks ahead of time for that. <laughs> You'll be useless on the show from three to five, but that's fine. <laughs> I, just... I stick with ginger ale. I'll be good. There you go. <laughs> Uh, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And the Purdy, the Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament is Wednesday. I think you can still sign up today, right? Yes, today is the deadline, so uh, we invite yeah. you to call the Y, 570-286-5636. Check in with them. Tell them you heard about the golf tourney here and see if they can sneak you in. Hope they can. I mean, I just I want to see it sold out because the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA deserves that. This day in sports history, 1883 in Philadelphia, the National League 
game was played, uh, the first National League game was played since 1876. Moses Walker became the first black player in Major League Baseball in 1884. Now, of course, we know Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier permanently in 1947. We just had Ed Henry of Fox News on the show uh, two weeks ago about that. 1901, the Detroit Tigers committed 12 errors against the White Sox. I just don't think that sounds good. 1901, Herb McFarlane hit the first grand slam in the history of the American League. 1920, Babe Ruth hit his first home run as a New York Yankee. 50th home run of his career. It was at the Polo Grounds, by the way. 1920, Dodgers and Braves. Brooklyn Dodgers, Boston Braves, tied after 26 innings. 1922, Charlie Robertson of the White Sox pitched a perfect game. White Sox beat the Tigers 3-0. The next perfect game did not happen for 46 years. 1951, Mickey Mantle hit his first home run. 1962, Bo Belinsky pitched a no-hitter in only his fourth Major League start. 1969, Leonard Tose bought the Philadelphia Eagles for $16 million. They are now worth a couple of billion. Nolan Ryan's seventh no-hitter of the state, 1991. 1992, Ricky Henderson stole his 1,000th base. The suit left the studio, right? He did, yes. yes. Oh, God. I feel like we can continue on now. We can press on. I have, uh, by the way, his uh, Rose Bowl program, which I'm bringing with me. I know he wanted that to add to his collection to go with all that Troy Polamalu gear he already owns. I'm just really surprised from between January and now he didn't ask me to make an extra trip down to State College to swing by your place to get it. Just he'd be itching to get that in his possession. I wouldn't have given it to you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get into State College a couple times a month. It wouldn't have been a problem for me to stop by. Oh, I'm not going to hear that. <laughs> you know, the uh, what's interesting is uh, I'm, I'm going to get into something about LeVar Ball in the final half hour of the show. Because you saw the three shoe companies all told them, like, yes, uh, we're, not going, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to coexist. In other words, we're not going to. It has, it has, I think it has more to do with the fact that he's branding it within their brand you know Nike Under Armour and Adidas like to come up with their own branding within their brand but we'll we'll get into that in the final half hour Uh, see Kentucky just named its field University of Kentucky there's more branding now going on naming rights going on in college football you have uh, Papa John Stadium you have now it's got Kroger, Kroger Grocery Stores, Kroger Field at Commonwealth Stadium. You know, you go to Rutgers, it's High Point Solution Stadium. And look, by the time you get the name out, all right, you're already three plays into the drive. 
So we just say welcome back. We're at Rutgers. All right, let's bring in Matt Leon from Philadelphia. Matt, welcome. Great to have you with us. Great to be with you. And isn't is it in Louisville the Yum Center? That's another one. The KFC Yum Center. KFC Yum Center yeah. to go with Papa John's Stadium. <laughs> Right. Churchill Downs is still Churchill Downs. <laughs> for now. For now. Yeah. What are we kind of naming rights we could get for Churchill Downs? Uh, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Uh, hey, the uh, entirety of the Eagle draft, um, I've already pointed out in the show, one pick I thought stood out as just a really good football pick, and that was Donnell Pumphrey. What did you think of that one? Yeah, it's a kid that got a ton of work in college, and I think the only reason he lasted that long is, is you know, he's not built as your no. typical uh, top running back is. But as far as uh, production, it's hard to argue with what he did uh, at San Diego State, and uh, he's going to get a chance here. It's probably not going to be a three-down chance, but he's going to be part of, as it looks right now, part of a, a committee at the running back position. Uh, so I, I think he's got upside. I was pretty impressed across the board with what they did, to be honest with you. I thought the no reaches, which has been yeah. uh, something that the Eagles have been guilty of the last uh, five, yeah. six years. Uh, I think uh, I was talking with someone. I thought they did a great job of letting the board come to them. They didn't outthink themselves. They didn't get in their own way. And uh, I thought pretty much pretty very solid picks, uh, especially in you know, the first four or five rounds. I think sixth, seventh round for the most part, everybody's taking flyers and like, right. lottery tickets. Right. But uh, you know they filled needs. Now you just got to see how the if the kids can translate to the NFL and how they plug into the system. Right. No. Exactly. And that's 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 exactly right. Uh, when you look at the first pick, uh, the kid out of Tennessee. Uh, they they do a great job at Tennessee saying, you know, within the SEC play, he did better than Miles Garrett. What did you think of this? Yeah, no, that was the thing that jumped out at me uh, was I think he had he, he broke Reggie White's record for sacks uh, at Tennessee. So obviously that's the first thing that turns your head. But then when you kind of, you know, go inside and somebody pointed out that I think it's 28 of his 33 sacks came against conference opponents, I think that's uh, that is very heartening as far as in the bigger games he played bigger. Uh, he wasn't someone getting fat, you know, week two uh, against a team from a, a smaller conference or right. also ran. You know, he was a guy that when the bell rang in uh, the, the bigger games, he was there to answer it. Uh, I think you plug him in day one. Uh, I think he probably makes the defensive line better because it takes more pressure off the Brandon Graham on the other edge and loosens things up even more for Fletcher Cox. So, uh, I, I look forward to seeing him, especially, you know, Jim Schwartz utilizes a lot of that wide mm-hmm. nine philosophy yeah. uh, along the defensive line. So he's going to be able to pin his ears back and uh, and get up the field, and uh, he should be able to fit right in. Any position they didn't address? I mean, you only have so many picks. Any position they didn't address? They didn't address offensive line, but they've done a lot of work with free agency there. But you know, uh, what, I thought. But you know what? A lot of people didn't because I don't think there are a lot of good offensive linemen in this draft. No, no, it wasn't. And offensive line this time a year ago was a real priority. I do think they've done some things to try to address, and they also have had a couple of younger players uh, maybe come into their own that maybe eases your thinking about the offensive line. But like you said, you've only got so many picks. And they had some red alert openings or uh, needs as far as like on at cornerback yeah. and pass rusher. And uh, they were able to, to, to address those. Uh, they, 
they addressed wide receiver in the offseason as far as free agency, but they really only kind of addressed it short term, at least for right now, with right. Alshon Jeffrey having the one-year deal. And Torrey Smith is a three-year deal, but it's kind of a three-year deal in a smoke-and-mirror sense that uh, <laughs> yeah. he could be moved on as well. Right. Uh, so they did get a couple of kids in the fourth and fifth round, a wide receiver that they, they had to start bringing in. Uh, so, I mean, there's only so much you can do. Uh, I think the one thing that everyone in Philadelphia was universally agreed upon is the Eagles won't take a quarterback at least in the first <laughs> five or six rounds. Got that right. What about holding the draft in Philly? The logistics of it, what did it do to traffic, and how did people embrace it? Uh, the traffic, I mean, there was, there was a pain. I think the thing that irritated people traffic-wise was just that some of the the closure started pretty far out. And, uh, you know, people were a little irritated by that. But as far as the event, I, I, I don't know that the city could have looked better than it did on TV. I agree. Uh, yeah, it, it was just a phenomenal, you know, a lot of people kind of grumbled about it being on the parkway and not down in the sports complex. You see how the, how it looked on the parkway. It is hard to argue with the decision to put it there from a purely aesthetic, uh, standpoint. You, you see what, what TV saw could happen. You saw what their thinking was in uh, in putting it there. And, uh, you know, no incidents, no problems. I thought the, the energy was really something. Uh, it was, And it was energy pretty consistent, not just when the Eagles were picking. Mm-hmm. You saw tons of jerseys from other teams. Uh, so it really turned into a destination. And I think pretty widely across the board, pretty universally, everybody involved in it from a you know, ESPN NFL Network a standpoint uh, was really, really impressed with Philadelphia. It would not surprise me at all if it's uh, not back here often in the future. Yeah, I was going to say, because they put in Chicago two straight years, uh, it sounds to me like Philadelphia eventually would want this thing back. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I know uh, Jerry Jones is really pushing hard, from what I understand, to get it down there <laughs> yeah. uh, at their at their new facility, but uh, I don't think it, what is it in Frisco, Texas, where their where yes. their thing is. Yes. You're not going to get that type. You're not going to get. You know, I think they're saying 250,000 people in Frisco, Texas. Uh, so if I'm the NFL and I'm looking at that, and also I, I'm from the other end, just as important, no incidents at all, no problems, exactly no right. black eyes. Uh, you know, it's really. If everybody wants to do it here again, uh, I think it's hard to find an argument not to do it here again. Frisco has the Rough Riders, which our friend Jason Dombach runs the team there. And Frisco not only has the Cowboys training complex, they just got a bowl game. Do you know that? I did not. Yes, the Miami Beach Bowl is moving to Frisco. Oh, wow. Yeah, huh? Uh, yeah, uh, all huh? those great memories of the Miami Beach Bowl, it's uh, just never going to be the same. That BYU brawl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can hum memories here at this point. Nothing like it's, it. Indeed. Hey, it was great. Right, how far back did they did they direct direct traffic? Because you mentioned that. I, just, I was going to end it, but I had to ask, like, how far out did they start detouring? The entire – I mean, I don't travel that part of the city a lot, and I ignored it for the last couple of weeks for that particular reason. Uh, I think when it's for the first delays, which were a few years, a few weeks ago, were kind of like the inner lane of the circle oh. and, and such. So it was not a big deal. It was more yeah. just the idea 
Uh, really? They're already announcing like some, some street closure for something that's happening three weeks from now. It wasn't even that bad when the Pope came to town. But, uh, you know, like I said, you don't hear any grumbling now. And it, uh, it, it really, it just, it was a home run across the board. It really was. The Pope, Roger Goodell, you know, it was really. <laughs> yeah. It's All right. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. you too, Matt Leon, KYW Philadelphia. Don't forget the after show, a complete rundown of Carburation Day at the Indianapolis 500 with the suit. No? Today's well, well, show. We, well, we have turned the page to May, so. I would say once we get within three days of it, yeah. Uh, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to be with you. Jordan Rodrigue, Charlotte Observer. Next half hour on the NFL draft. The suit is really uh, up in arms over the long snapper pick. Didn't like the James Conner pick. Everybody else in America rejoiced over it. He, meanwhile, has been nasty about it. You know, I you know, don't understand the lack of compassion, do you? I mean, it's... I don't understand why he's so bitter about it. He was more bitter about the quarterback selection, I think, compared to the James Conner pick, although it did surprise him. He thought getting getting running back in the third round was a little bit of a reach. He was thinking more defensive concerns that part in the draft, which I get. It's one of the great stories of the draft they picked up. Oh, absolutely. I feel that way. I feel that way as well. But but Kevin Colbert has already emphasized, and he it didn't take him long to uh, mention this to the uh, the beat reporters and uh, the rest of the media. The, we're not taking James Conner because we want to we want a PR story. <laughs> we're taking him because we think he is a phenomenal football player, and he will make major well, contributions that's ex- to our that's team. Exa- that's exactly right. In other words, okay, show of hands, how many of you think Le- Le'Veon Bell's played a full season in the last? three years okay I guess we're done I mean if you think Fitz Tucson's your answer <laughs> oh, I think Connor will make great contributions right out of the shoot they'll put him out on special teams and yeah I think I think it'll be gonna be a great fit football player sure now the long snapper I'm with I thought there was a typo on the screen when I first saw that. I mean, I was like, huh? I was like, wait, at one time a few years ago, we picked Antonio Brown in the sixth round. I'm thinking, now we're going with a long snapper. Now, I'm with the suit on that one. That's, uh, I am completely with him on that one. I sit there with, huh? What? Wow. Uh I saw that one. I went, oh, you got to be kidding me. Although I did get a chuckle of uh, someone. They took a, I guess they had a TV shot of a old Miss quarterback, Chad Kelly, and he was kind of on the couch. Looked like he was kind of fading off, taking a nap. And <laughs> yeah. And then he ends up as, I think, one of the most famous Mr. Irrelevant players of all time outside of yeah. Ryan Suckup. 
Right. I mean, look, it's... So you just hope uh, the uh, character issues that he was going through, hopefully that's in his rearview mirror, and he'll he'll seize the moment and take advantage of it. No offense. I was not crazy about the orangutan. No, I wasn't either. Like, I don't know. They were really coming up with a whole bunch of different creative ways to announce picks. Yeah, that one didn't light me up too much. I don't know. I know I'm old-fashioned. I got it. Then you had the first ever out-of-space pick, with, <laughs> and that was when Houston took Julian Davenport. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. That was I mean, very, that was very okay. cool and creative. I like that. Okay, now having your your name announced by someone from the from the International Space Station, really cool. Being announced by an orangutan, no. Mayock did not like that, and I'm with him. An orangutan? Really? Uh, I mean, what's next? Somebody in digital media wearing a suit announcing it? <laughs>